Welcome to the Faith Mamas Tribe podcast, where we connect with Christ and community through real conversation. And guess what? No topic is off the table. I'm Dominique. And I'm Janice. And we're just two real moms who are excited to be with you on this journey. So grab your coffee. Or your tea. And let's chat, sis, and see where God leads us. And welcome to the tribe. Hey, guys. Good morning. Look, we said grab your coffee and your tea. And I was like, man, I should have grabbed some coffee. Right? <laughs> some coffee this morning. Right? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. You know, it's, it's awesome that people can listen to this podcast at any time. But we record it at 7 in the morning. Um, for those early birds that want to be here with us live, we are live most Sundays um, at 7 a.m. And yeah, it's coffee time. <laughs> for some, some people don't like coffee. So we said, or your tea. Or your tea time. Or for those that are like super healthy, it's your lemon water time. Like I've heard people like lemon water just brings them to Yeah, I've heard benefits of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did it for a while. It, it, it does help. Lemon water does help. It's true. All right, guys. Well, today we're going to continue our conversation on rest mm-hmm. um last well the week a couple of weeks ago we talked about sabbath rest and we talked about observing the sabbath and what that looked like in the scriptures and how that can translate to our lives and today we are going to talk about what does it look like in the here and now in the cultures that we live in um and so i'm excited to see where god leads this conversation me too because yeah. boy I've been learning a lot since we last talked. So. I have to, and I'm excited to, to, to jump into that. But before we do, I want to go ahead and open us up in prayer um, as we prepare to jump in. I see some friends here live, so I just want to shout out Allison and say good morning to you. Um, I'm excited to see you, and we're going to go ahead and pray as we prepare to do this, continue this topical Bible study on the topic of rest. Oh, Father God, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing, and we thank you for how you're moving in our lives. Lord God, we thank you for this countercultural way of living that you are teaching us. And Father, we ask that you just continue to lead us and guide us in the way that only you can. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 All right. So... Let's start with, I think we said that we were going to try um, to do, to observe Sabbath. Yes. Which is a one day a week stop from all work and trying to achieve and doing all this stuff. We're going to do that. So my question is, how did it go? I've seen some people in the app were trying it and they were like, hey, it's been life changing and things. But how did it go for you, Janice? Real talk, real talk. No judgment. No judgment. Okay, no judgment as we're live and everyone's hearing me and no pressure. So here's the thing. <laughs> I will say since our conversation, I was I had been more aware over these past like two weeks of like I need to have this day. And I will say I attempted to have the day. The first week I did better than the second. I think I could have, you know, I, I kind of stepped away from some things I did and you know, I could have done a little bit better, but I did kind of consciously like, okay, step back. The next week, not so well, because I was trying to step back. I'm in the middle of a transition with some things in my life. And so I just felt like every day counted. And so I still found myself like going. And that's just the truth. I didn't really pull off. I didn't ease off the gas a whole lot at all. Um, you know, every day I, I spend time with the Lord. So I'm all, you know, reading, taking time, meditating, always doing that. However, you know, Sabbath is different. It's taken away from all those those other things I typically do. And I can't tell you this past week, I stepped away from the things that I typically do. I was still doing me. And it proved to be a little more challenging than I thought. But I didn't do what we talked about the first time either. I didn't kind of prepare for it at all. I kind of was just like, well, you know, I'll get something done and I'll do the, the heavy lifting the first part of the week. So I'll as much the second part, but I didn't take that time and just set it aside. I didn't yeah. protect it at all. Yeah. I was like, I'll do a little bit. 
Yeah, I'm glad you said that, and I'm glad you're super transparent because in the reality for me, like the first same similar thing, the first uh, week, I was like, yeah, I need this, you know. Yes, you know, put my put my phone away, close my computer down. Like I even sent a text message to my family, my extended family, like the day before. Yeah, I sent it to you. I was like, look, I'm taking Sabbath. If you guys need to contact me, contact my husband. My husband still had access to his phone because he doesn't have a phone issue like I do. All of my work is on my phone. All of his work is not on his phone. So he's able to hold it without much temptation, but not I. Um, And so that was what I did first week. And then the second week, I got swept away by all the things, all the things. And I think that's what we're going to talk about today is like, we kind of talked about it before. We live in a nation that's a lot different than Israel was. And and, and what we mean by that is that Israel was an entire nation that observed Sabbath. An entire nation that did it at the same time. We live in America. Don't know where you guys are tuning in from, but we live in America. And America is not that way. America champions working as much as you can, as long as you can, and as hard as you can. Most people's desire is to get to retirement because that is when we in this culture see that we can rest and stop. Mm -hmm. We don't have a normal cadence of rest. So it's so easy for the the cultural things to get in there right it's so easy for that to happen because it's sabbath taking a day one day a week to really rest is not the norm here and we've heard from some others that said that before in this country um there would be a day where the stores would shut down and this would happen and most people would stay home with their family. That's not the case anymore. So we have a couple of things that we are coming against us today. Today we're going to talk about how do we truly observe Sabbath in the cultural context that we live in that's a little different than the cultural context um, that they lived in in Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see Allison says she, she says she did really well the first week also and she did the same thing as Janice with the Second week, I just wasn't intentional. I felt like I took time each day, but it's hard to be intentional for a whole day, right? This is something that is like completely different from the way that Mm -hmm. we are kind of trained in this particular culture. And by this particular culture, I'm talking about Western culture. Western culture is like really go, go, go. I've never experienced Eastern culture, but I know Western culture is like, you got to do it right now. Mm-hmm. Everything is an emergency. Everything's an emergency. Everything has to happen right now. Because if I don't do it right now, something else is going to happen. Or I'm going to miss it. Or I'm going to miss out. Or, you know, and so that's the reality of the culture we live in. So we're going to jump into scripture. I think Janice is going to take yep. us to a well-known story um, in the Bible. Even if this is your first time reading it, um, you may have heard about these two ladies so I'm going to let Janice go ahead and take us away at the scripture. Awesome. So I'm going to read from Luke 10. I'm going to start with verse 38 and I'm going to go through 42. I'm going to read from the NLT. So to read a, maybe a little differently than your version, but let's jump in here. And this is when Jesus visits Mary and Martha, two sisters. Verse 38 says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister, Mary, sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Mm. Now, let me tell you all, this did not come to me and hit me in the gut last week or this week until last night when I started realizing I did not really observe the Sabbath. And I kid you not, I was running in bed and I was thinking... And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, Mary and Martha. And I always, I struggle a little bit with this story, maybe because I'm a little more Martha, because I'm about 
look, people show up, let's get stuff done. I have a plan. I'm a big sister. I have a little sister. And I've kind of observed that <laughs> dynamic. Um, but it was interesting that the Holy Spirit gave me this because I thought about it some more this morning as I was getting ready. And I said, you know what? That's so interesting, God, that you're showing me. Here's the thing. Martha wasn't doing anything bad. She was. She had a guest. And guess who her guest was? It was Jesus. So she was preparing food for him, preparing dinner, getting things right. She wasn't doing anything bad. But what Mary realized was sitting there, and the word tells us here, you know, he was teaching that sitting at his feet and listening to what he was teaching and sharing in that moment was actually more important than preparing things physically for him. And Dominique and I had a, a pre-session, believe it or not, before this session. It's interesting that some of these things, as we're talking now, it's starting to come out as I'm going back through this, this verse, these verses. But a lot of times we're so busy focused, and Dominique mentioned this on the temporal stuff, and that's where Martha was. It wasn't, but it wasn't bad. And that's what I'm going to call out. So the one thing if we read in this is you're thinking about moving forth and observing that Sabbath rest. Keep in mind, the stuff is not going to seem bad that you're doing. Mm. It's not. It wasn't bad that what I was doing yesterday as I was kind of handling some business, because I did have business to handle. It wasn't bad business. But there was, again, that was, it was, I missed that Mary moment where I should have been at his feet and, and focused and, and taking in what he was teaching. And I'm going to stop there because I want to hear what Dominique has to say about it, but um, about these verses and, and we'll keep going. But but I just want to highlight, if anything, you think about these, there are so many ways we come at this, the Mary Martha thing. And like I said, I've heard it taught many ways over time. But this time, I love that the word of God is so living and awesome. Can you just show me? It's not that Martha was doing anything bad. She really wasn't. And sometimes we can get caught up doing things. They're not bad things. So don't let those things fool you as you're thinking about how to prepare yourself for Sabbath rest. Yeah, and I think that Jesus called uh, Martha to a realization. Like you said, he didn't say, you shouldn't be doing this. What you doing? You need to stop. Right. He called her back to herself and he said, you're worried about a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. But only one thing matters. And for me, that's like a gut punch. Like It's like Jesus is like, I, I listened to a teaching yesterday by Lisa Turkhurst. And she said, you know, I don't think that when we get to heaven, God is going to be like, well done, my good and faithful servant. You wrote seven books and you accomplished mm -hmm. all that stuff. And you were at work every single day and you did all these things. You know, she was saying, I don't, I don't think that's what he's going to say. I don't think he's going to be like, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know, you you were able to do this and this and this and get all that out of your life. You, she she began to say, like, I believe that he's going to talk about the things that we thought were insignificant. Yeah. Like the moments we thought were insignificant. You know, the time where we were kind to someone or the time where we stopped, we put away our phone and we played with our child and we were present with them or the time where we invested in our family and in and, and the time where like the, all those little things where we think are insignificant, she began to talk about like, I believe those things are significant in the kingdom. And I believe that Jesus is kind of pointing to that here with Martha when he's like, you're worried about all this temporal stuff. Mm -hmm. I get it. People got to eat. Like <laughs> she's like, I get it. But like, don't consume your life there. Yeah. Like, don't consume your life there. And this, when you brought this scripture up, it made me think, why am I so connected to all the temple stuff that I can't just take one day? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's not about the day. Like, in my opinion, it's not about the taking one day. It's not like God is like, you're not going to be saved if you don't do this. Like, right. it's not any of that, but it's like, what in me is so connected to all the things I think I have to do that I can't take one day? Mm -hmm. Allison says, I feel like it's hard to distinguish between the responsibilities versus choosing to just be in the moment. I noticed this was my family time. Should I stop and enjoy or be responsible? 
who's going to do this or that if I stop enjoying the others? And I think that exists, right? That's a that's a reality that exists every single, especially yep. oh my goodness, every single day. And here we are talking about you know taking one day to rest, taking one day um, to like taking one day to rest. Here we are talking about this, but the reality is there might be stuff that doesn't get done. Mm-hmm. And I might have to sit in the tension of that because I'm not going to feel comfortable the first couple of times because I'm like, like we said, everything in, in the culture we live in feels urgent. So it's hard to combat that urgency. Yeah, I can keep going and going because this is this is for me. Like I'm like, oh, I hear you, Lord. Oh, I hear it loud and clear. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I missed that. It's I was looking at Allison's question that we should ask ourselves because I was going to. I was wondering as we're kind of we're laying some foundation around, okay, this is what we know we didn't do. And now we're starting to kind of uncover some things we should start doing just because it's a, it's a, and this is the thing, it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? You're not going overnight, boom, I'm nailed, stab at the rest. Because you're always, I believe, going to be learning little things that God is going to be showing you that uh, that's not really as important as this. Like there's always going to be these things that he's going to start uncovering, I believe, but it, it takes time, right? And it's okay because. He's awesome like that. But Allison said, what in me is telling me I can't? Mm. And I was like, when I read her question, I don't know, maybe my face showed on the video. I said, because that's a great question. <laughs> Dominique, you were just saying it. Why am I telling myself I can't show, slow down? And I think you started talking about it when you introduced this, this um, topic today, because you talked about our culture is a big part in the Western society is telling us you can't slow down because mm. you're defined by how much you get done. You're defined by how many widgets you produce. And that means, do my kids look like they have some sense today and they're well-dressed? Good. I look good. Does my house look Oh, good. I'm good. Oh, am I taking care of this? Oh, good. I'm good. You know, you're doing all these things for external whatever. And I'm not telling you not to clean your house or take care of your kids. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that we put some emphasis on things that just aren't we put it on em- emphasis on things every day, all the time, seven days a week, and you're going 100 miles an hour seven days a week, and there is no rest for you, and we are not built like that or for that. Yeah. We're not built for that. You know, and someone's thinking, I know now, we have the Holy Spirit, and we can do all things. You sure can do all things. It's what you are also in a body that even God designed that said that says, and, and he even tells yeah, yeah, you have his spirit. We have his spirit. But guess what? He also knows we need rest. And he wants to spend time with you. If you're busy all the time doing things, you're not resting, your body physically needs that, and you're not spending time with him because you're working of your own self. Because mm. guess what? You have the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit will tell you to sit down. And he will say, don't do that. He will say, that's enough. He will say, let me talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so good. Allison says, I noticed this tension the first day I rested, and I realized things can wait and how this rest is beneficial to me. I need to see how this is doing something too. Come on, resting is doing something too. And it's responsible to rest, right? It's responsible Hmm. to rest. Oh man, there's an amazing uh, rest coach. Her name is Deanna Mason. Mm -hmm. She talks about how rest is not a reward. This culture, we treat it as a reward. When I get this done, I'll rest. I was like, "Woo, I'm finished!" So, yay, I earned rest. Or I know, right, girl? This is not a reward. But like, when I do this, I can rest. When I do that, but God is like, rest isn't a reward. It's a life cadence. If we don't rest, that is irresponsible. Let's be honest. If I don't rest, I get grumpy. If I get grumpy, I yell at my kids. When I yell at my kids, it causes them to have issues of anxiety. When they have those issues of anxiety, they take that into their adulthood. Therefore, my choosing to not rest and set boundaries will cause could cause them generational issues. All because mommy was tired. Mm. Like we don't realize that it's not something that I do like as a like God is God showed the children of Israel and he's showing us like rest is is should be your lifestyle. 
Hmm. It should be a cadence of your life. And, you know, I'm glad that Allison brought up the fact that we have to remind ourselves that, hey, this stuff can wait. Mm -hmm. This stuff can wait. Like I have, I work from home and it's a new thing for me for working from home. And I, I have hours set up, right? Because I'm like, okay, Dominique, you've got to set your hours of how you're going to work so that you can also pay attention to your family. But guess what? Because I work from home, I find myself doing stuff on hours that I said I wouldn't, on hours that I said I would be present with my kids. And here's my kids. They're like, hey, mommy, can you play with us? Hey, oh, wait, wait, wait. Mommy's got to finish this. Oh, hold on. Hold on. And I'm like, wait, I said that my hours were these hours and these hours. This work will get done. Like, technically, these are, they said that it's a, it's a four hour a day job. Mm-hmm. And I'm spending 11 hours a day. This can wait. Yep. And, and I believe that's the only way that we also observe Sabbath is if we actually make the decision that, hey, this stuff can wait. We have to combat the urgency with truth. It's not going anywhere. I can do it tomorrow. It'll be just, it'll be fine. It'll be there. And guess what? More more of its work buddies will probably join it. <laughs> There's yeah. always work to do. It will all, if you won't miss it, it'll get done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I know. Guilty, guilty, guilty as charged. Totally guilty as charged. Guilty. But isn't that like the way it's like a it's like a taking back our mind thing. Mm-hmm. I can I can rest. Yeah, it's, it's my true. right. Yeah, it's my right. It's a, it's, a, it's a heavenly right, a kingdom right, because God ordained it from the beginning. We talked about this in the last episode about that. You know, we, we laid foundations about how um, biblically it was observed, the Sabbath was observed. We talked about it began in creation when God set aside after he did everything, you know, um, and said he rested. You know, he led by example. And it's, it's interesting because I realize a lot of it, for me, comes back to like what you're saying, and, and Allison was saying it too. Like these things can wait. So, Dreams, why do you feel like you can wait? Oh, because you want to control everything. But here's the thing: you don't. You don't. You really don't. And if you sit back in those moments and don't do something, and you guess what happens? The funny thing is when you realize, like, wait a minute, the sky did not fall when I didn't do that thing. And I'll tell you my fear. I'll be transparent. My fear. My fear is sometimes, well, if I get into that mode where I become, you know, all lax and then I'll never do things and I become lazy. No, you won't actually, because that's the fear that reels in the back of my head. Like, oh, if I start doing that, if I forget one day, am I going to get used to it and I'll keep being that way? No. Like you said, you'll realize you can really get work done in a four to eight hour day and not have to work 10 and 12 hours because. You're learning what matters and you're learning to focus in a way that I'm going to get this done here. I have these parameters. And so I know because I have these parameters, I can't do anything outside of this. So I better get it. I become more productive because you know what I realized? I believe Sabbath rest will teach us we waste a lot of time doing unnecessary things. Boom. My job. That's it. We just did. And it's a commodity. It is a commodity because. Those times we get with our children. My daughter won't be six always. She's not always going to want to play with Barbies. I hate playing with Barbies. I can't stand playing with Barbies because I don't like making up the voices and all that kind of stuff. It draws me crazy. But she loves it. And one day she's not going to do that anymore. And I'm going to sit there and I'm going to wish she wanted to do it again because I'm going to want to sit and play with her. And she's not. She's going to be past that. If I don't capitalize on this time, I'm going to miss the time. Like there, there, There's time we can't go back. And God is the redeemer of time. Let me get that right. I don't want anyone beating themselves up. But what I'm saying is I believe he wants us to pause and be intentional. Mm-hmm. Be more intentional. It's a gift to have the time. It's a gift to pause because you never know the person you're going to meet because you decided to sit back on Sabbath and do what you're supposed to do. 
he'll bring someone across your path and you will have the time to talk to them because you won't be stuck in your phone or doing all this. You'll have time to, to do what he needs you to do. You'll be more intentional. And believe it or not, I believe it'll carry past that because you'll start realizing other places you can be more intentional. Yeah. It's funny how Sabbath has the ability to impact your entire life. It does change your life. It changes everything. I talked. To, I, I think I talked about this. My friend said when she started to observe Sabbath um, regularly in her week, it changed her entire life in the way that she does things. Um, and it created a different cadence to her life, a different... Uh, her life just changed. Her life just changed. And you know, one thing I'm realizing about having this day of rest, this day to to sit with God, this day to unplug from all of your worldly aspirations and the things. One thing that I realized about um, having this day to do that is that you start to confront yourself and thoughts that you have and it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I believe, like from experience, the, the first couple of times you practice Sabbath, you could be kicking yourself. You're like, why can't I slow my brain down? Like, why can't I stop the thoughts from going? Why is rest so hard? Like that was me. And I believe that we have to press into that tension instead of run away from it. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, at least for me, when I come into something that's hard, rest is hard when you lived a life of not rest. Yeah. It's the same thing as taking care of your body. Eating well is hard when you've lived a life of eating unhealthy. Because mm-hmm. I've programmed myself to live this way. And now you're telling me I have to reprogram myself. This is It's not easy. Mm-hmm. But I think if we, if we allow ourselves, if we allow it to not be easy. We say rest, we think it's going to be simple. It's not. Mm-hmm. If we allow it to not be easy, if we allow ourselves to have to cry on the phone when we're telling somebody, I can't do I can't do the thing you want me to do, even though I really want to do it, but I'm going to I'm going to try God's way. I can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. Like I can do it tomorrow. Is it? And then the person might say, I don't I can't do it tomorrow. I don't have. And then I like I have to let this opportunity pass me by. Yep. And it might hurt. And it might be hard. Like this is not, it sounds easy. And I think that's where I struggle. It's because when I go into the Sabbath, the day of rest, and it's not easy, I'm like, well, this is just not worth it because everything in my life isn't easy. I might as well go back to the not easy that I know. Yep. But I'm like, wait, it's not going to be not easy always. This is just a part of reprogramming in the midst of a culture that doesn't observe a stop in your weekly life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love what Allison is saying and she's talking about um, as her, her boys were young and you know how she would survive on maybe four or four or five hours of sleep where she wouldn't sleep at all. Um, and she said the stuff never ended. Mm-hmm. So I should have just went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely would have functioned better resting one day a week. Mm. She said it was more like controlled chaos. I just shuffled things around. I had those parameters too. I mean, I, I, I can feel that. Like, I literally learned that people search, thousands of thousands of people search every day for how do I function on less sleep? And you know how I learned that? Because I was one of those people that was like, I just need less sleep. And then I realized, oh my goodness, I'm not the only one searching for tips on how to function on less sleep. I'm like, what in the world? This is crazy. The world is trying to function on less sleep. What are we doing? We want eight days a week. I think if someone could rewrite the calendar, they would. Like, oh, you know, let's just add another day after Sunday and then it'll rework the stuff and we'll just change time and we'll sleep less and we'll get more done. And you actually won't. <laughs> It'll just be done. You would just actually probably forfeit some time, even here physically, <laughs> than you would normally have because we we're just not made to run like that. And and listen, I'm talking to myself like my, I've had these periods over the last two weeks where my body has literally been like I've sat down to rest, and it, my body was like I'm not standing up. 
<laughs> and my legs just went like, no, we're not standing up. We're done. You're, we're not doing anything else. You're, you are done. And I would sit longer than I was in my mind supposed to come. My body's like, I'm tapped out, girl. You can try to get up. I'm not getting up and doing anything else. And I was like, okay, so fine. We can sit here a little longer. But had I not done it, I don't know. What would I have? <laughs> what would I have? My body's like, I'm done. You're crazy. I'm done. And I think our body's like, are you serious? The more we sleep, we're able to. Do it. I'm just talking on a physical level, right? Sleeping on a physical level, it replenishes you in so many ways. Your body is actually, it sleeps. Why do we think God made nighttime and daytime? <laughs> Not because the sun wasn't capable. <laughs> the sun can do it. <laughs> but he needed, he knew we needed rest, you know? And we do need the rest, right? Like, God didn't tell me that, by the way. So I don't want to be like, he made night. Because I, it's a little just side joke. Just flow with me for a second. We have to rest. There are certain things your body does in a rested physical state that it does not do when you're up moving around. It just doesn't do it. That's so true. I know we got to get ready to go, but Allison said something that I think are, is probably on the hearts of many. She said, 2020 opened my eyes on so many levels. I think we can all attest to the fact that 2020 changed everything. 2020, <laughs> it really changed everything and it made you realize a lot of the things we think are so important really aren't and i believe that when we started off this study today with mary and martha that's what jesus was saying to her it wasn't that you know don't cook it wasn't all that it was all the stuff you're worried about hmm. is temporary all the stuff you're worried about is temporary. That's why we can rest because I can get back to the temporary stuff tomorrow. Like, it's yep. temporary. This stuff doesn't, it's not going to be forever. It doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't make, make or break my salvation. It doesn't get me into heaven. It doesn't connect me with an eternal God. This stuff can wait. It's based on where I am right now. And I, you know, I honor that, that I do need to do certain things during the week. But if it's one day where I'm just allowing God to refuel me and I'm being an example to my kids of what a healthy cadence of life looks like, okay, I could do that. But I believe that we do we can do that when we stop worrying about all the things that don't matter. It's funny, he didn't say stop doing it. He said <laughs> stop worrying about it. Let's be honest. Worrying is what makes us work seven days a week. It's not the need, it's the worry. If I don't do it, then who? If I don't do it right now, then it's just gonna build up. It's gonna pile up, and then my tomorrow is gonna be too heavy. If I don't, if I don't get it done right now, like a lot of people right now, and I know that you know we can kind of attest to this. A lot of people right now are looking for houses, right? And they're trying to buy houses. Like it seems like everybody trying to buy a house right now. And it's like if I don't put my offer in right now, then I might miss my opportunity. If I don't do this right now, then this is all going to fall apart. Like literally, we're living in the state of urgency and panic. Literally, if I don't if I don't capitalize on this opportunity right now, I don't know when the opportunity is going to come again. So I gotta I've gotta do an extra day. I've gotta work an extra day. I've gotta go a little bit harder. I can't stop. If I don't do it right now, then it's all going to fall apart. It's not the things that are the problem. It's the worry. And that's what Jesus, you notice Jesus didn't address Martha's doing. No. Because Martha was concerned about her doing. She was like, my sister's not helping me. She was concerned about her doing. Jesus saw past the doing and said, the problem isn't the doing. The problem is the worry that's fueling the doing. It's right. causing you to resent your entire life. You don't enjoy your life. I feel like this is for somebody. I'm going to say it. You don't enjoy your life. You don't like your life. Mm -hmm. You're going through, you're doing the motions, and you don't like it. Why? 
because you're so worried about everything. And I believe that God has us here on this place about rest to say, it's not about what you're doing. It's about the anxiety and the worry behind it. Put those things in their rightful place. Hmm. They, they, don't make, they don't make you valuable. They don't give you identity. They don't allow you to get into heaven. They don't make God proud of you. They don't give your life meaning. They don't. They're just stuff. It's just resources and it's just activities that you do with your life. It doesn't make you who you are. So if you stop doing the things, it doesn't mean you stop having value. Hmm. I just believe God is like, it's more than rest. It's more than physical rest. It's about resting your identity in me. It's about resting your value in me. Mm. It's about resting your worth in me. It's about resting all of who you are in me. It's about being able to walk up to someone and not have to rely on your job to give you identity when you shake their hand. It's about resting in who I said you are because all of this stuff that you're worried about isn't coming with you after you leave this earth. It's not gonna come with, you're not gonna be in heaven saying, hello, my name is Dominique Young and I'm a teacher and I do this and that. It's not coming with you so God's yeah. Worry about that stuff because all the worry about it causes you to resent the relationships you have. It causes you to resent the life you have. It causes you to take away from your children. It causes you to not, not it, it's the worry, it's not the doing. It's the worry. And what God is showing me is if you can address with God the worry, you'll find that you start doing less things. Because a lot of the things we're doing is an attempt to prove that we are valuable. Hmm. But God is like, you are valuable with or without the stuff. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. I really don't have much else. That was so deep. I don't really have much else to say. <laughs> you were saying that, that I will tell you that was for me. I'm sure everyone else can say that um, too. I was um, running a rat race this week, doing some things, and I was driving, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit was talking to me. Like he interrupted my thoughts, and I know it was him. And someone else said, "How you know when this guy talking to you? Because nine times out of ten, is good." <laughs> there you go. Like I know that ain't me. I ain't that smart. Not yes, <laughs> nine times out of ten is just good for you. And I was driving, and he said to me, "Smile, daughter. I'm gonna take care of you." And I just. And the car just broke because I was like, I didn't know I needed to smile. Like my brain was going. I was so busy going that he had to pause and say, I want you to smile, which is what you said. I want you to have the joy in your life. I'm going to take care of you. Now, he didn't tell me how everything was going to happen and certain things. But in the midst of your doing, guess what? Smile. Because I'm going to take care of you. So stop. Stop doing exactly what you're saying, what you just laid out for us. And I hope everyone pauses where she started at and rewinds and goes back and listens to it all over again. Because... Um, that is what Sabbath rest I realize now is about. One of the things it's about, I believe it's about more, but one important thing is it's about your identity. It's about who we are in him. It's about who we are. He wants to tell us, and Mary was sitting at Jesus's feet because you know what Mary wanted to understand, I believe and know. She wanted to know him, but in order, when she knows him, she knew she knows her. Like when you know him, you know you. And she sat there and she wanted to know her. You can't be in his presence and your true identity not show up mm. because it's going to fight. Because he pulls it out of you every time. Like you cannot be in the presence of the Holy Spirit and the real you not be like itching to come out. That's why when sometimes we're in his presence, we want to run because the real you can't help but to itch and come out. Like you're in the presence, you're in this glory, in this place. And who you are made to be, it, it can't help but to show up. Unless you back up from it showing up, it's going to show up. And that's why it's uncomfortable. Like I said, that's why the tension is there. Because the real you is like, please let me show up. Mm. And so I love that you said that at Sabbath rest, it gives us our identity. It does. Man. It's I know we got to go, but it's just so funny that. God is like, I'm not even concerned about 
I'm not even concerned about the Sabbath rest. I'm concerned about you. Yep. <laughs> it's all about us. Isn't that funny? Right. He's like, I'm concerned about you. God saw from the beginning of time that we were going to get to a place in humanity where we put so much of our effort and energy and value into doing. He saw it. He recognized that there was going to be evil present in this world that was going to convince us that we had to do this or that in order to be valuable. We do realize that this is a marketing tactic of the devil. It's mm -hmm. all it is. And, but God saw it already. And that's why, and, and I believe that's why he modeled rest for us. Mm -hmm. So that we could see that, hey, the doing doesn't make you valuable. Yeah. You can rest because I've already given you value. I've already given you identity. Mm -hmm. You can stop. With what what Sabbath means, you can cease work. You can cease. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> you can. And I believe that this journey, like you said, journeys earlier, it's a journey. There are going to be days where I keep going when I know I should stop. Why? Because I'm still battling who I really am. I'm still, I'm still struggling with the differences between who God says I am and who culture says I am. So that that war will probably continue, possibly until the day that I'm on a not in this this side of eternity. Yep. And so that might be a battle that I face for a while. Who knows? Some people say that, you know, as you get older, that that is a battle that you battle less. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But the reality of it is that God has given us the tools and the reminders that, hey, you can stop because you are worth more than your work. You're more valuable than what you can produce. You're more valuable than how happy you can make people all the time. Mm -hmm. you're, you're more valuable than, um, than what you do for everybody else. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I believe God wants us to get that. that. I believe that's why he had us focus on rest for these next couple weeks. Because he's like, my daughters forgot that they're mm -hmm. valuable because I made them. And not because of what they do. Hmm. Yeah. I really believe God mm -hmm. wants us to stop so that we can remember that. Yeah. <laughs> do you see Allison's scripture that we didn't get to? Did you uh, <laughs> when you have that scripture, Romans do. Yep. God is so funny. Yeah. Do not be conformed to the mm -hmm. pattern of this world. But yeah. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. mm. Wow. Whew. Well, that this is awesome. I love that God gives you just what you need when you need it. You don't even know you need it, but he'll just give it to you. Like, and I want everyone to know he even gives it to us. Um, too, because I'm going to be transparent. We almost didn't record this today because of me. Because <laughs> I was like, tell them, because I'm not ready. And and I've been doing things. I'm tired. I just feel like I didn't prepare. And she asked me a really pivotal question. She said, is it that you're tired? Because if you're tired, we won't. Or is it that you don't feel you're prepared? Because if you're not prepared, I'll, I'll help you. We'll work together. And it's funny because she said, God has a funny way of... um helping us, you know, do things. And I do feel, you know, that we should prepare. Don't get me wrong. But he really taught me this morning that even he gave grace and mercy because even in places where I should have been obedient had I slowed down a little bit more where I could have, he still gave a very loving lesson in what we're talking and working through now. And I didn't know I would need it, but I almost missed it, you know. And so I'm grateful for it because even in this, he's teaching me and 
some things I needed to understand and know. And here's the thing: God is one always prepared. All you have to do is be obedient. You're not going to miss that anything. He's always prepared. Plus <laughs> our obedience, because literally last night when I made my mind up, we're going to do this. Then he said, "Great." Got a ver- got some scripture for you to go off of. And I didn't even know. I literally didn't read this till this morning, by the way. He just told me the story. And I was like, okay, look at it in the morning. But he had a message. And so don't feel that your um, lack of preparation or I got to do all this stuff is going to miss something. Mm-mm. He's always prepared. All you got to do is be obedient. So, so take your rest when you're supposed to. Yeah. Your obedience is what matters. He, he has it. Yeah. And I'm glad you share that because it's a reminder to me. It's a reminder to us all. Sometimes I get caught up in doing things like this podcast or like Mornings with Jesus. I get caught up in doing things and I forget God is like, this is for you too. Yeah. He's like, don't get so caught up in serving everybody else because you think, well, if I don't do this for them, then God, I'm I'm disappointing them. And God's like, oh, hold up. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Like this is for you too. Yeah. And I had to remind myself, God, if you can show up for people on the other end of the screen, you can show up for me too. Mm-hmm. If I have absolutely nothing to offer, I can still this is just me. I've learned this. The mornings of Jesus happens all every day, Monday through Friday. And some days I don't want to get up, but I'm like, God, you have something there for me too. I have nothing to offer these women. Absolutely nothing. So you got to show up. I believe that's why God put it so daggone early in the morning. <laughs> so Dominique would have nothing to give. Yeah, it's all him. It's all you, God. We have to remember sometimes when God brings us to places, you know, it's for us as well. And we also have to remember that I have to remember this. Sometimes I feel like I'm giving less than I could, right? Like, well, if I would have done this and if I wouldn't have done that, I'm not giving my best. And God's like, you are. You're giving your best right now. You're comparing it to your best yesterday, but that's not where you are. Or you're comparing it to your best before kids, but that's not where you are. Or you're comparing it to your best when you were 19, but that's not where you are. You're giving your best today. Amen. 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 I'm like, that was like... But you're comparing it. I, one day I was comparing it to a day when I had childcare, right? I had childcare and I was cranking out some work. Oh my goodness. I was doing, I, I felt like I was doing it. And then the next day, that's day I didn't have childcare. And I'm like, I'm not doing what I should be doing. I'm not doing my best. And then and I was like, your situation changed. You are doing the best. You, why do you guys say, why do we do? Y'all, I know we've got to go, but I just feel like God is like trying to release us. Because he's like, look, look, your best looks different every day. Every day. Wow. Every day. My best looks different every day. (laughs) You know, I was was talking to Allison, or I was seeing with Allison. Allison did a really great three-week challenge. And for us, on the other side of the screen, we were like, she did amazing. This was awesome. But for her, it didn't feel like her best because she was going through what she was going through. But the truth of the matter is she did her best. That's right. For where she was in the season she was in. And God translated that to us as awesome. Yes. Because to us, it was like, this is amazing. To yeah. her, she may, have, she may have had experiences where she had, you know, different, you, she was able to do different things. And so she was comparing it to that and what she thought. Of, but to us, it was amazing. Hmm. Like, wow, she shows up. She shows up even when all this stuff is going on. To us, yeah. we were learning from her every single day. We were learning from her and her ups and her downs. To us, it was transformational, yes. life-changing. Why? Because God translated it to us because of exactly what she was doing, her yeah. best. That's it. In that season. And I believe that even with this podcast, y'all, I was, I've been kicking myself because I'm like, God, I'm not preparing for the podcast like I should. I'm not writing scripts like I should. I'm not doing all the things that I should do for the podcast to really give it the big oomph. And God's like, you are doing your best for the season you are in. Yeah. Don't you ever let the enemy take that away from you. You are doing your best the season that you're in. Janice, you are doing your best. 
Yes. In the season that you're in, I believe God is very pleased with you, my sister, cousin. Girl, don't worry. I mean, I almost about to cry 20 times. I'm trying to keep you together on the podcast. Hey. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Allison reminds us of what she said on a previous podcast. If you haven't heard it, you should. She can do the best you can where you are with what you have. That's good stuff. And uh, oh boy. And I was reading these comments because it's funny how things abide you that I, I tell her often and she's right because she said you told me that. How to give yourself grace and how God shows up. And it's yeah. so grace that God has a way of teaching you using your own words. So bless you, D, for that reminder. <laughs> I know. He'll put it right back on you. That's how you get the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit uses my mouth because. <laughs> bless you. But I think all of this comes together and is there are truths that we must accept in order yes. to rest, yep. to truly rest. Yep. You know, if I if I know that I'm doing the best I can with what I have, I can shut my computer down and, and turn off my phone. I did the best I I did the best I could. Mm. That's good. I'm just gonna go ahead. I did. You know what? And it, it's not even that I earned this rest, but I can mm. remind myself. Dominique, you had six days of work. You're done. You did all you could in six days. I love it. I'm so glad you said it's not that we earn and that Deanna says what she says about that because relationships, our relationship with Jesus is not based on earning. Mm-mm. You never can earn anything from him. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that even this, you can't even earn. It's a, And we read it in the word and we talked about it last podcast it's a gift mm. and I'm learning so much more that if I would be better at receiving the gift and stop trying to earn the gift you can't earn salvation you can't earn being redeemed you can't earn your Sabbath rest or rest in general you can't even earn your identity you can't mm. earn you can't earn anything when it comes to God it's positioned because of grace it's positioned because of love it's position because of who he is, and it's position because of who you are. And so, we needed this because um, we're trying to earn something that cannot be bought. That's interesting. That is no, if it could be bought, how high would that ticket price be? My uh, yeah, you talking about bidding on stuff? All of us would be up there trying to buy a ticket. <laughs> I just, you know, you um. Can I just get a little discount? <laughs> Actually, a lot of discount. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, I ain't even gonna do you like that. You can't earn me. You I'm can. not for sale. There we go ahead. No, not like me. if our kids tried to earn. I'd be so mad every day. At but if they try to come up to us and say, "Mommy, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pay you." Or when you had to carry me for nine months and like I would be like, boy, you can't, you won't have enough money in your piggy bank to pay me for what I went through for them nine months. And what I'm still going through now. So get on out of here. Get on out of here. <laughs> get on out of here. You don't got enough money in your piggy bank. But I believe God is the same way. Girl, you don't got we don't you get here. Sit down. This price would need to be. No, God's like, oh, look, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna just give it to you. I'm gonna give you your identity. I'm gonna give mm-hmm. you rest. I'm gonna give you your worth. I'm gonna give you your value. You sitting up here trying to earn it from this little petty job you got. He's <laughs> like, I gave it to you before you were even formed in your mother's womb, honey. Like you're trying to earn it from all them volunteer hours and doing all this stuff. God is like. <laughs> You already got it. It's like the prodigal son. I'm gonna go and try to. I'm gonna try to do this on my own. And what you realize? Uh, let me go back. I had it all along. I had it all along. I'm out here eating with the pigs, trying to earn my work. Had it all along. All along. Had all along. Stop eating with the pigs, girl. Hush. We can. Look, we got to get out of here. I think we went like an hour today. My bad. Thanks so much. Uh, Yeah. Come on. Allison said, hearing it as a gift on your last podcast was what opened my eyes to see rest for what it was. That I don't have to earn it. That realization was what I needed. I love learning and growing with you ladies. 
I love learning and growing with you ladies. Mm. says, I needed to hear that comparison is the killer of joy and takes our focus from God. Being present in the moment. Hallelujah. Come on. Woo. Come on. I love it. <sighs> Y'all. How about how about we were like in one scripture today and God just blew our mind for a whole hour? <laughs> I just I just want Jadice, I want you and I to remember this. We like, need to remember this. Even on the days where we feel not prepared, God's like, look. And I, got we're not prepared. Prepared. <laughs> I got you prepared. I'm prepared. I got it. <laughs> I got He's always prepared. I've been prepared since prepared, been prepared. Look. He's like, I am prepared. I am. I am. He's everything. He's everything. Even if we sat up on here and just looked at each other for like the first five minutes, God's like, it's cool. Just show up. I'll be there. Jesus. I mean, you can rest in that. You can really rest. Y'all, we got to go. We got to get out of here. All right. All right. We got to get out of here. I love you guys so much. Guess what? Tomorrow, we are starting Mornings with Jesus at a new time. If you have been joining us on Mornings with Jesus, you know that we're giving a new time to try. Um, this week, we're going to be doing 7 a.m. Why? Because my husband, yeah, girl, isn't that exciting? My husband is here to watch these little children of mine. Um, so we're going to give it a try for one week at 7 a.m to see how it works out. So um, try it. I want I want to encourage everybody to try to jump on live and see if you can. Um, even if you can't type anything in or you know, you're getting ready for work or anything, you want to put it just mm -hmm. on audio, just join us at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Guess what? We're going to be studying the book of Colossians. That is a lot of people study this book, this letter. But it's a really good letter because basically Paul is writing to a, a particular church that's struggling with cultural pressure. The oh, culture, yeah. isn't it timely? This is a letter about how the culture around them is starting to infiltrate um, mm. their faith and their belief. And Paul mm. is writing a letter to remind them of what they believe. So, join us. And if you are watching this like way, way, way later than we have, um, than we recorded it, you can always go back on our YouTube channel and find the playlist that says Colossians and you can study it with us there. Um, and yeah, and also in the uh, in the Faith Llamas app, there is a study guide for the book of Colossians. So you can go to Bible study and click the study guide for the book of Colossians and you can print it out and do all of that. So yeah. Yay. Yay, I'm excited. And if you okay. haven't joined the app, join the app. We're going to play the promo video. But before we do, Janice, can you pray us out? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, dear Father, we just thank you so much yeah. for meeting us here. We thank you for um, pulling us together and showing us that what is you say in your word is it's always true. And Lord, that's where two and three gather in your name. Lord, you're in our midst. And God, you've been in our midst today. You've taught us. You've revealed to us. You're teaching us um, through the promise you gave us of your Holy Spirit. You said it would teach us all things. You're teaching us what it means to have true Sabbath rest mm -hmm. and what it means. And that it's bigger than just setting time aside with you, which is very important. It's bigger than just today, which is very important. But the root of it is that you want us to know who you are and who we are in you. And so, God, for that, I just thank you. Lord, I speak over every one of my sisters who may be listening to this um, live or on a replay, Lord, or later on or whenever they listen to it, God, God, that they will um, just be able to receive and know that they are loved by you and that they are so important to you, that you created space and time and, and, and things just for them because you knew what we would need before we needed it. So God, we just thank you so much. Thank you for teaching us to rest in you, to abide in you, to live in you, to move and live out and have our being in you because it is through you that everything in us is held together. So thank you, Lord, for lifting the veil off of our eyes and showing us exactly who we are because of you, Lord, and, and revealing it to us in a practical principle, God, that's not just going to benefit us, but it's going to benefit our families, Lord, it's going to benefit those around us. God, because you place us in this earth, Heavenly Father, to show your love, Lord, and to be the change, God, that we want to see. So, Lord, start in us. Today, we ask you to start in us. Let the change start in us. Start in us, work on our hearts, and, and, and we yield our hearts to you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We love you guys. And we pray that you have an amazing Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you haven't joined the Faith Mamas app, what are you waiting for? <laughs> join us. Join us. We will be, we're so glad. We'll be so excited to see you. Um, so join us in the app. And we will see you tomorrow at 7 a.m. as we open up the book of Colossians. Love you guys. Have a great night. The Faith Mamas Tribe app is the number one social media app for Christian moms. Say hello to a social media app curated with encouraging content and filled with women desiring to connect with Christ and community. Find Bible study plans, a place for prayer requests, live prayer streams, encouraging posts, and much more. So, if you're looking for a safe social media app to encourage you in your faith and connect you with other women of faith, then you want the Faith Mamas Tribe app. Download this free app today on your Apple or Android device. We can't wait to meet you.